A very good morning. Welcome once again to another live broadcast of the Potter's Gate online broadcast. My name is Isaiah Phillips Akintola. I want to especially welcome those that will be joining us this morning for this uh, live broadcast. For uh, almost uh, a week plus now, we have been looking into the Word of God. We've been trying to find some beautiful concepts in the Word of God that helps us to understand the nature of the days that we live in. Uh, one of the things the Spirit of God, amen, has continually impressed upon our heart in this season is that we have to find the kingdom model in terms of building the right spiritual uh, system that will help to facilitate that which the Lord is calling for and demanding in this new day. So we are going back again. We're looking into the word of God and we're trying to find, we're trying to locate amen, the divine blueprint for the days that we live in. There are things the spirit of God is sharing and saying with us all right, that requires that we understand how to you know, turn the, you know, the principles that heaven is revealing to us, amen, to, to tools and, and, and systems in building that which will allow, you know, the church, the body to step, to move into the next uh, uh, kingdom emphasis. There are, there are things the Lord, amen, will have us step into that will help us to, you know, to, to, to go forth and represent his intentions in the earth. And one of the things the Spirit of God is bringing to the fore in this season is the concept of what is defined as kingdom economy. And this is something that is very interesting because we all know that uh, what defines uh, uh, the system of the world, amen, is, is, is based and ruled by economy. The economy is, is the driving force of, of, of the earth. All right? Of course, we're talking about you know, a falling earth, but before the earth, amen, fell, you know, th there's been a principle that God established in, 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 in place, that God puts in place, all right, that defines and, 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 and allow his, his activity in the earth, all right, to, you know, to, to prosper. And in fact, the scripture says when God created the earth, all right, it placed a blessing after, after every creation, after every uh, 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 engagement in Genesis, the Bible will say, and the Lord blessed it, and the Lord blessed it, including man. Man is a product, amen, of the expressions of the blessings of God. So we can see that God's intention is for the earth to flourish, is for the earth to, to grow, to increase, to bring forth, to produce, to multiply. In fact, after everything God did and finally give man or right, the keys of the earth, he said, go and, 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 and be fruitful, multiply, increase the earth, replenish the earth. So we can see that from, you know, God's perspective, his intention is to bring us to the place where we can actually walk and move, amen, in his, in his favor, in his blessing. Oh, thank you so much, my dear sister, this morning. Thank you, Sister Mel, for connecting. Really appreciate it. Well, I thought I'm the only one going to be doing the preaching this morning. Well, you know, the Lord just dropped these words in our spirit and we just release it into, into what I call the spiritual archives. We just put it there in the cloud. Because I know that a lot of people are busy. Thank you so much. Are busy, you know, with uh, so many things this morning. We are opening the economy again. And that's part of what we're talking about. So we, we hope that, you know, people will come and connect to that which the Spirit of God, amen, is, is, is doing and is saying in this season in time. Well, we will continue this morning with the concept of kingdom economy. And I think it's important that we we bring a balance, we bring clarity to the body of Christ as we begin to uh, uh, see the opening of the economy of the nations again. One of the things that I was thinking about yesterday is, you know, it's easy to shut down, you know, nations, 
now people are beginning to realize the kings of the earth are going to are beginning to realize that it's it's a bit difficult to reopen the economy to reopen the nations again all right because now you have to factor so many things you have to bring in so many you know it's like you know it's like shutting down you know a, a plant you know, it's like trying to shut down Etcom, all right? Okay, and then you want to reopen it. You want to re restart it again. It's not going to be that easy. And they are beginning to realize that it's not going to be that easy, all right? It's not like some, a tap you just turn, turn off and you turn on again, all right? So that's that's their own issue. And we believe that the Lord will, <laughs> will, will intervene. I believe that's part of some of the things the Spirit of God is going to be using. Those whom the Lord has given the wisdom and the grace, amen, to help the system of the world, all right? We've, we're tracking something yesterday that I felt is very important. But before I go into what we were looking into yesterday, which really gave us some very good you know, keynote in understanding where we are and what God, amen, is trying to, trying to do in our day and our time. Because I believe one of the things the Spirit of God is emphasizing is perspective. We have to have the right perspective of where we are. When we don't, when we don't have the right spiritual perspective, amen, regarding any area of life, what we, what, what, what happens is that we, we begin to misrepresent God. We begin to, you know, misuse or even misquote God because we, we have not seen what He's doing. The ability to see, to understand, to you know, to peep into, all right. The ability to be invited to to share table with, you know, uh, 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 the, the the community of heaven and see how they are talking about, you know, the reopening of the earth again. All right, we are we are we are we are we're going beyond, you know, a uh, 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 reset now. Okay, we've gone beyond that point where we say, okay, a reset was declared in the earth. Now heaven himself, amen, are opening. They are opening the economy. They are opening us again. But it's important that we understand that these few seasons of transition, there's a short transition that is taking place right now. Thank you so much. All right. There, there, there is a short transition that is taking place right now that is moving us to a place called, you know, Mount Ararat. Okay. When I woke up this morning, the Lord said to me, you have been in the ark. You've been in the ark, all right? I mean, it's amazing the way God speaks to us. The Lord will be speaking to us. He will say, build me an ark. And then he will be saying, you're in the ark. And then we're coming to a point where he said, now the ark is about to highlight, amen, on that mountain called Ararat. Now, that's where the prophetic nature, character of a believer plays, plays, you know, important role. That we understand, amen, that the word of God comes to us based on the context of the emphasis of the spirit. Now, if we understand what the Spirit of God, amen, is saying at every given interval, it allows us, amen, to know which button to press in terms of, amen, uh, 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 you know, fast-tracking the purposes of God. We understand that the, pur the purposes of God cannot be slowed down. All right, the the the, the antichrist and and the, and the and the kings of the earth are not the drivers of this of this of this move. <laughs> they are not the drivers. They are not they are not the one defining and determining what is happening in the earth. All right, there is an invisible hand that is that is controlling. Amen. That is. Like I said yesterday, God is the one, you know, using his church, pushing his church like a pawn, amen, to win this game that is playing, amen, with the kings of the earth. The Bible says that in, in, in Psalm 2, the kings of the earth, they said, no, we are going to break our, our, our relationship with God. We're going we're gonna to cut, amen, our connection with him. We don't want him in our life. We don't want his values. We don't want his, his wisdom. We don't want, amen, his, his morals. All right? We want to do our own thing. They said we will break bounds with him. The Bible says the kings of the earth, they have come together and they set counsel against the Lord and against his anointed. Of course, we are his anointed. 
His wisdom in the earth is an expression of his anointing. They don't want that. All right. So, so they've set themselves to challenge the values of God, the standards of God. All right. They've, they've, they've chosen to continue to eat from the, that, that tree, amen, that, that fruit called, amen, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And that's fine. Because excuse me like i said god god amen as, as he said for for this reason moses excuse me pharaoh he said i have steered you all right to show myself to show my power to reveal my glory so perspective amen is important all right in terms of understanding where we are and where the lord is leading us to because if we don't have that perspective we will see antichrist all right we will see you know like a lot of people today are seeing bill gate as you know uh, the the antichrist they're looking at all kinds of people you know and like i said yesterday that if we focus on men if we focus on men in terms of what the devil is doing in the earth, we will miss what God is doing. The system itself, the, 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 what, what, what men are calling the Antichrist, amen, is a nature, amen, is a fallen nature, is a beastly nature. The Bible talks about the man of sin, the mark of the beast. And I remember trying to explain that yesterday, that this mark, amen, is a fallen nature, is the mark of the beast, the beastly nature, the fallen carnal human nature, amen, that stands, that antagonizes everything that God stands for. That stands against the wisdom of God. It is Satan himself that said, I will rise above the stars of God. That is the point. That is the place where that spirit began from. The moment Satan, Lucifer said, I will rise above the stars of God. I will rise above the mountains of God. And the scripture said he was cast down to earth. He, 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 he ate the dust and he's still eating dust till today. So we have to understand, all right, that anything that is defined, amen, as the Antichrist or men call Antichrist, amen, is a nature, is a system, amen, that stands against the counsel of God, the will of God, the program of God, the intentions of God. And it's from there that we must track, amen, how to engage. Less we are, we are looking at somebody, you know, God knows what they call him. <laughs> or we're looking at, you know, some place in the earth called Brussels. I remember, you know, in the 90s, <laughs> I've shared this several times, <laughs> several times, you know, 91, I just finished Bible school. And this brother was really, you know, he, he, this guy is a, is, a, is a banker. And he wanted to, he, he, you know, he wanted to help me to go learn computer. 90, I'm talking about 91, 92. This guy wanted to sponsor me to go learn computer. But guess what? The theology that was, you know, that was given to me that I grew up you know around you know made me to reject learning computer i said no i'm not going to learn that that you know mark of the beast that thing that is coming from Brussels. no i'm not going to learn it that thing the devil is going to use to destroy the world imagine 90 i'm talking about 1991 not, not that this should be 92 93 i rejected it why because of the theology that i i, I mean i was given they told us that, you know, that the computer is the mark of the beast, all right? That one big, you know, uh, 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 machine in Brussels that is called the beast is there. And everything is going to be, you know, sink into it. And if you, if you go into that thing, you're going to be captured. And I mean, that's all I knew. I mean, I just finished Bible school. This is me who went to Bible school. I, I still have this understanding. That's because you know, those who interpreted the scripture, those who, you know, gave us, you know, uh, what we call, you know, eschatology, all right, saw it from a myopic narrow point, And that basically limited my ability and capacity, amen, to engage that which the spirit of God, amen, is calling me. I mean, this is somebody who wants to help me, all right, to, to, to you know, to, to develop, you know, my, my capacity. But I rejected it because theology can stop us. Wrong theology can limit us. 
us, can frustrate us, can put us in a place where, in fact, when heaven is calling us to be used as his representative, we're backing away, we're drawing back because we do not understand what the Lord, amen, is, is requiring. And so it's important that we look again, we go back to the word of God and find the mind of God and find the intentions of God and find, amen, the demand of God and find what is called the man, amen, there's a man in the earth. And find that which is called, amen, there is a man in thy kingdom. So we want to understand, amen, because we cannot talk about, you know, uh, kingdom economy if we cannot contextualize that within, amen, the atmosphere, the environment where we find ourselves. All right. The days we live in today are not different from the days of Daniel. Are not different from the days of Joseph. Are not different from the days of Esther. All right. Are not different from the days of David. The days of Deborah. Are not different from the days of Noah. Huh? They are not different from the days that a man, Hallelujah, walked in the earth by the name Enoch until the Lord basically took him out of the earth. Not because he was seeking for an escape, but his life was too was too much of a quality, Hallelujah, to be to be expressed in the earth. The Bible says, "And Enoch walked with God." We didn't know for how long they walked, Amen, until. God God said, Enoch, let's step to the other side. I like that. I, I, I like, I like a, a, a situation where we're able to look into the word of God and we begin to find the mind of God. Because what, what gives us ability all right, to advance in times like this is, is perspective. Is perspective and if we have the wrong perspective or if our perspective is not fully aligned to God's divine program for this day all right we will miss God we don't want to miss God we want to be like the sons of Issachar even though they were few but they understood amen what Israel ought to do they understood the movement of God they understood the directions and the directives of God amen for their time so what we're looking for, Ora, is the right perspective. Because when we talk about economy, we're not just talking about, you know, some monetary value. We're talking about the system of God. We're talking about how God works, amen, among men. We're talking about how God used men to bring forth his counsel. Alright, we're talking about the principle of administrating the things of God. We're talking about an ability to house what is called, amen, the things of God. We, the economy of God needs a storehouse. Alright, and we are, we, we are supposed to be the storehouse of God in times of famine, in times of need, in times of lack. When, when Egypt, amen, is plagued, we ought to be the one bringing clarity and direction earlier. When, when the hands of God, amen, began to show on the walls, amen, of the Babylonic system, there has to be a man amen that can read that can interpret there has to there has to be a spiritually intelligent one hallelujah that can bring clarity that can bring understanding amen to the kings of the earth so this is not the day to you know to divide ourselves and to run away and to disengage this is the day where god is saying i need you to engage but for us to engage we must have amen a clear understanding of the nature of the day that this is not the day where the Antichrist is taking over. That this is not the day where, or, uh, you know, we're going down. No, this is the day where we are actually moving to the next peak. It's called Ararat. Ararat. If we build, all right, in accordance to the divine program of God, if we have built that which is called the Ark system, all right, that thing is leading us. The Lord said to me yesterday, did you notice that when I gave, you know, Noah the, 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 the blueprint of building the ark, I didn't tell him that that thing was going to float and move. I just told him, this is what you need to build. <laughs> this is what you need to build. God never told Amen Noah that, okay, one day this ark, if you finish building this ark, this ark is actually going to move and it's going to lead you to the next dimension of my intention. No, it, God just gave, you know, Noah, you know, the precise directions and description, amen, the measurement of what he needed to build. 
But within the system and the program of God, God knew, hallelujah, that that judgment that he, he, he's going to send upon the earth, amen, is going to be the same very, amen, a, a, a principle or process, amen, that will carry the vehicle. I mean, Noah, Noah did not know, know that, you know, he, he was building a vehicle. No, he didn't know that. Noah did not know that, amen, this thing he was actually building was a vehicle. He was, he, he, Noah was building, amen, something that would secure his family. I mean, all Noah knew was that this thing is going to secure him. The rain is coming. But Noah did not understand that that, that ark was going to take him to a place called the future. And I love that. I love that. All right? That we know in part and therefore we prophesy in part. That if we live within the context of obedience, that which the Spirit of God is asking us to do and to build, amen, will be the vehicle that will lead us to the next dimension, to the next reality, to the next emphasis of His Spirit. And God, amen, will never leave us in a place where we're looking and we're wondering what's going on here. No, God always have, amen, a, a, a pre-programmed, you know, dimension within the structure of that which He's called us to build. But that's not my emphasis this morning. I just felt I needed to, you know, to, to bring that as, 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 as we continue to understand the, con the context of the nature of the day all right, that we live in. Thank you so much, my dear brother, for connecting this morning. And you'll appreciate it. All right? We're trying to understand. We're trying to have a, 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 a glimmer, a sight into amen, the nature of the day. This is just the beginning of a new day. Hallelujah. The portal has been opened. We are about to step into the next phase if you will. I don't want to call it the, 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 the last day. I don't want to call it the, the end time. Whatever we call it, end time has begun from the Bible days. Have you noticed that? Alright? The, the, the guys in the in the church of the Thessalonians, they've been talking about end time. They've been in fact, they saw themselves as, as, you know, as, as, uh, you know, as the people of the end. Alright? And so we are, we are part of a move, amen, you know, that is entering into what we call the day of the Lord. God is manifesting himself through his day. He's revealing his glory. He's revealing his splendor. He's showing us, amen, the pathway that will finally, amen, lead us into the place called God. Amen? We are, we are journeying through the valley of Baca. We are making, we are making, amen, the spring of bitterness into sweetness. And we're coming to the place, amen, called Zion, amen, the highest mountain, a mountain that would dwarf every other mountain. Yeah, that's what the Spirit of God says, that in the last day, these are the days of the Lord. The last day are the days of the Lord. He said, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be exalted above, amen, shall be established and be exalted above every other mountain so let's not be afraid of other mountains they are they are they are they are doing what they need to do they are carrying out their own function all right if the mountains of the of the entertainment industry the mountains amen of the technological industry which we're supposed to be in fact be in charge of amen are raising up are rising up if the mountains of god knows what are rising up we should not be we should not be afraid we should not fret amen as long as we are established jesus said i will build my church our problem is we have an idea of what the church is, but we have never contacted. We have not asked the law. We have not, you know, really received of the law and say, what is the definition of the church you're building? What is the definition of the church you are building? Because when we misrepresent God, then we forfeit the approval of God over that thing. When we misrepresent God, amen, we forfeit, we, are, we forfeit the approval of God. 
we forfeit the approval of God because God is not going to approve or anoint our, you know, our idea. He's not going to, he's not going to sanction, amen, what we believe is the truth. There are, there are some of us who believe that, amen, what we're building, amen, is of God. This, this is, this is of God. And alas, it turns out to not to be in, in alignment with the will of God. Alright, so if we find a church that is representing the intentions of God, the counsels of God, that is being built in accordance to the divine blueprint, in accordance to the divine pattern, you will notice that that church will have all the divine programs and system to make that church functional within the earth. Why? Because the church of the Lord is not of the earth, but the church of God, amen, is a solution to the earth. The church of the Lord is not of the earth, but the church has the solution. That's why the church must have two dimensions of existence. The church must have that headship reality that is Christ himself. And the church must have, amen, a faith that can touch the ground. When we touch the ground, amen, we touch lives. When we touch the ground, amen, we impact society. When we touch the ground, when our feet touch the ground, hallelujah, we, 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 bring, we bring succor, we bring the baraka of God, hallelujah, to the things and to the people around us. The Bible says our God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth, amen, who went about, he walked the earth, and what was he doing? He was doing good. I said this some time ago in our prayer session. I said the reason why we're praying for amen, an economic release, the reason why we're praying amen, for God to touch our economy and touch our nation is not for the kings of the earth amen, to, to, you know, to, you know, to amass wealth again. No, it's for the people. It's for the mass. It's for those amen, who the Bible says multitude, multitude in the valley of decision. It's for those amen, who do not have an understanding, who, who are confused about their life. We have to go out there and begin to express the glory and the face of God, amen, upon, upon the earth so that these people can come in into the band. They can come into the harvest of the Lord. It's for them. There are, there are principles and there are systems in the earth, all right, that don't want people to rise up, that don't want the nations to rise up. That's why the Bible says, you know, John was sent to be the voice. He said, I'm the voice of one crying in the wilderness to prepare the way of the law, to make the path of the law straight. What are we doing? We're creating paths. We're making God wants to come. The glory of God, the visibility of the kingdom of God, amen, is becoming nearer and closer. We're, and we're seeing it. And so we're cl clearing the path, amen. We are the voice of him clearing the path because God wants to access. Christ wants to access our city, our community. He wants to bless the people. But we have to create the path. We have to, we have to do our own path. And as we do our own path, amen, we must realize that there are dimensions, amen, of, 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 of grace that will be released. One of the grace that is being released in this brand new day, amen, is the grace, amen, of what you would define as kingdom economy. We, we have to go back and look into what this, what, what this actually means. Because the economy, like I said, the kingdom economy, it's not about, you know, being able to buy a jet. It's not about how big of a church we have built. It's not about, amen, this massive project that we want to, we want to, we want to, we want to create, amen, that has no, that has no, you know, value in terms of transforming and changing lives, amen, to the glory of God. That's not what we're talking about. When we talk about kingdom wealth, think kingdom economy, I'm not talking about how how the man can get so much wealth no i'm not talking about i'm talking about a condition of a life in the earth where men can dispense the life of god into their society we're talking about a dimension where people can carry the presence of god can carry amen now let's 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 look into in fact i didn't want to start with this scripture but i, I guess while i'm on this now maybe i should just look into the scripture Since I'm on this point now, let's go to uh, um, Genesis, uh, Genesis 
39. Hallelujah. Father, thank you. Joseph, uh, uh, yeah, Joseph showed us a powerful principle. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. Amen. Amen. Joseph showed us a powerful principle. And of course, a principle uh, 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 is not limited to time, space. A principle is constant in space and time. In other words, what, we, what, what, what was done based on the principle, you know, two million years ago, if you apply it today to work, because it's a principle. A principle, amen, is subject to laws. Now, there are laws that guide the things of God. There are laws that guide the things of God. And once we understand those spiritual laws, amen, we, we are able to enact, we are able to bring forth, we are able, amen, to step into the same condition, the same reality that will allow, amen, the same result that that principle produced, even in our day, in our time. And Joseph, amen, is a dimension of the storehouse of God. Now, what do we mean by this? The storehouse of God, amen, is, is basically encapsulates what, what, what we can define as, amen, the economic system of God. I remember in some of our last, you know, a series of the teachings I've been doing on this, we said, you know, the economy of God are housed by people. In other words, God uses people to express his economy. Remember, the economy of God, amen, are people. The economy of God are people. Just like the world system will tell you, amen, human capital is the, is the best capital. But guess what? They're just saying that. They don't, they don't really mean it. But the, but the reality is, amen, humans are the best capital. Whenever God wants to do things in the earth, he hides it within humans. And that's why God takes his time to prepare, amen, the vessel that he's going to use to express himself in the earth. God takes his time. Sometimes God will take, this morning I was sharing about Job. Job was one of the most powerful amen, intercessors on earth. Yet with the condition and the position that Job amen, found himself as an intercessor. Yet the Lord allowed amen, the devil. God allowed Lucifer amen, to touch his house. To touch his household. To touch his business. To touch his career. To touch amen, everything about his life. So they can adjust his perspective. Hallelujah. So the idea that when we pray, things, you know, bad things is not going to happen to us is a foreign idea. The idea that when, we, when, we, when I pray, when I, when I do all the things that I need to do, you know, I'm secure, the blood covers me. Ah, that, 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 that is not a kingdom understanding. Because, you know, like I said, you know, this morning, Job, was, Job wasn't there when God, amen, was, was trading, amen, with his, with his sense of purity. God, Job was not there when God was trading with the purity of Job. And when God was saying, have you considered my servant Job? The Bible says the sons of God gather and Lucifer himself was there. Because he's a fallen son. So he get crashed. He came there. He, he, he used his, he used his uh, 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 what do you call it now? His, 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 his position as a son. We'll talk about that someday. But he was there. And they asked him, where are you coming from? He said, I've been running through and through the earth. <laughs> All right. So the Lord said, have you considered my servant Job? It was not Lucifer that brought the issue up. It was God. It was God who brought the issue. So sometimes God wants to display his glory through our life. Amen. By drawing, by calling Satan's attention. Have you seen my daughter? Did you see my son? 
Did you see what they're doing in there? Did you see? <laughs> and so, so Satan says, no, you don't understand the reason why Job is like this. It's because you've blessed him. It's because you have put an edge around him. You know, remove your edge. Remove your blessing and see if Job is not going to cost you to your face. God said, you think this guy is serving me because of money. You think this guy is serving me because, I, I, you know, I'm protecting him. You think this guy, you think this guy's worship, all right, is because of the things I have done. You think this guy's commitment to me is because of the things that I have, I have given to him, all right? Satan, go touch those things. I give you the permission, go touch. <laughs> and we all know this story. So sometimes God, amen, wants to, wants to reflect his glory through certain tight situations, you know, difficult circumstances that, that we find ourselves. But if we don't have, all right, an, an understanding, if our adjustment, amen, to, to you know, to, to the values of heaven, if our concept, amen, of, of, of spiritual things, amen, are not, are not fully captured through the eyes of Christ, we will find ourselves fighting, standing, and negating the very thing that God wants to use, amen, to bring, amen, glory to himself, and in fact, to lead us to the next dimension of our life. So it is important, amen, that we have an holistic, you know, kingdom, king, you know, kingdom perspective when it comes to, amen, engaging, amen, the things of the earth. That we know that we are called to represent the intentions of God in the earth. And sometimes, amen, in meaning, uh, sometimes it will mean that we will have to go through certain, certain contradictions. We'll have to face certain, you know, realities. We have to go through certain situations right now. All right, like we're seeing in the earth. All kinds of things are happening in the earth. And some people are asking, where is God? Where is God? But God is God has always been there. He's there. But the reason is because you know our our understanding, you know our, our theology about God, amen, is that if he's good, he's God. If he's bad, he's not. He's, he's not there. He's the devil. But there are no devils in our life, amen. If you ever find one around you, you just understand that they sent him to 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 to, to fine tune you, amen. To to empower you, to build you, amen. That out of the fire comes, amen. The, the sword to be able to fight and be able to advance the, the, the intentions of God. So what am I saying? I, I'm I'm bringing this into context, amen. Of this man called, amen, Joseph. Remember, Joseph is the storehouse of God. Joseph carries a dimension of a life that represents the economy of God in the earth. But when you look around, amen, Joseph's life, when you look at where Joseph is coming from, when you look at, amen, the, the circumstance around Joseph's life, you will not trace an economy. You will not find an economic system that is, that is totally different, that is more valuable, amen, that, you know, than, than the things around and that is where we need to begin to address, you know, as, as believers, as, as, you know, as saints who want to enter, who want to press into the things of God. We must learn to take our eyes, amen, off the things that we see, the things that we look at in the human realm. We must learn to begin to see, amen, through the eyes of faith. And what that means is, we, we thank you, Father, to look through the eyes of faith, amen, is to see the future of what you are looking at. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for that word. To look through the eyes of faith is to see the future of what you are looking at or the, or the person you are looking at. All right? To have the eyes of faith is to see the future of what you are gazing at. Why we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. All right? So if you are looking at what is going on excuse me, across the world, if you look at the state of the church right now, you look at the state of your own life, you look at your financial state, you look at you know, your situation in terms of maybe your home, your family, and all of that, you may just find yourself amen, coming to a, a wrong conclusion. 
which of course is what we do in most cases. We come to a wrong conclusion because we allow ourselves, amen, to be fixative on the circumstance. We're dealing with, amen, principles of kingdom economy. God doesn't just, you know, pump resource into you know, a person's life just because <clears throat> the person has been praying, all right, 24 hours. God, use me, bless me, you know, increase me. Alright, we have to understand that for God to pour himself, because the economy of God, amen, the economy of God are people. And that economy is expressed through the presence of God, amen, in the life of people. So if you are not a carrier of the presence of God, if you are not, a, if, and of course to carry the presence of God, you must be, amen, a worthy vessel. The Bible says if a man will purge himself from these things, you've got to ally, you've got to alight, you've got to align, you've got to understand, you've got to be able to pinpoint what those things is. If a man will purge himself from these things, the man shall become a what? A vessel, meat, meat, prepared, ready for the master's use. So we cannot even begin to comprehend what a kingdom economy is if we have not understand or, or understood amen, the principles that, that drives the system of kingdom economy. All right? Prayer is just one of it. What comes out of prayer amen, is secondary. What comes out of prayer amen, is secondary. In other words, that takes us to the next level. They begin to show you the things that they require of you. The things that you need to know. The things that you need to understand. So that when you step into the third dimension, which is to engage you, amen, you will not begin to run back. You won't be, you won't be looking for an, an escapist route. Because that's what we do in church. You're the one who's been praying, God, use me. God said, okay, I'm going to use you. So I'm going to take you through this process. I'm going to take you through this route. I'm going to allow these people into your life. I'm going to allow this situation, amen, to happen to you. To get you to the place that I need to, I need, I need to get you to. Now they bring you to that place that is contrary to your belief system, that is contrary to your theology, that is contrary to your understanding, amen, of the, of the ways of God, of the things of God. Suddenly you begin to fight. Suddenly you begin to react. Suddenly you begin to develop all kinds of attitude. And God says, but I, I, I thought you said I should use you. I thought you said you want me to use you. And you say, yes, God, I need you to use me. But God said, but I'm using you. <laughs> I'm using you. I'm using you. That's why I brought you to this point. I brought you to this place. Now, we cannot comprehend that. Like I said, because of the wrong theology, all right, that we have, that we have received, that we have imbibed. And those theology, amen, today has become the number one hindrance, amen, for our movement into the, the place of divine representation. God wants to use us. God wants to bring us into his counsel. God wants to bring us to the place where we become, amen, a reflection, amen, of his glory. God wants to bring us to a place where his life, his power, his glory can manifest through us, but we are not ready to become that vessel. We are not ready to become that vessel. God doesn't joke, amen, with his vessel. God takes his time, hallelujah, to pour himself. You know, there's a scripture in Joel chapter 2. I'm sure everybody quotes it. In the last day, God will pour, the Bible says, in the last day, God will pour his spirit <laughs> upon our flesh. You see, that's an economy of God. God will pour his spirit upon our flesh. And of course, we understand the manifestation. Your sons and your daughters, they will what? They will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. But guess what? The question is, are we ready to receive the outpouring? Are we ready to house God? Because when the Bible says God will pour his spirit, what comes to, what comes to our mind? What do we see? What do we picture when God says, I'm going to pour out my spirit? 
when you have a, a, you know, a limited understanding of what is defined as the outpouring of the Spirit, when your understanding of the outpouring of the Spirit, amen, is, is, you know, is some anointing, hallelujah, and, 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 and the manifestation of that anointing, amen, is a goose pimples, is, you know, is people shaking and, you know, people jumping and, and, you know, and people running around singing and shouting, hallelujah, and clapping and, you know, getting excited, which are all good, but guess what? That is just the least manifestation of what defines the outpouring of the spirit of God because for God to pour his spirit means to pour himself it's to pour because I mean God is a spirit so if God is pouring himself upon our flesh it means that there must be amen uh, there must be a people in the earth that are ready to house God there must be a people in the earth that are ready to contain the outpour they are ready to receive that which the spirit of God amen is releasing because if you are not ready to receive that which God wants to pour of himself hallelujah that thing is going to destroy you is it, the concept amen you don't want to pour new wine amen in an old wine skin Less, amen, the, the, the new wine busts the skin. Less the wine, amen, is poured away, is, is waste. So God doesn't believe in waste. He wants to use us, but he says, hey, guy, I need you to get ready. I need you to be prepared. No wonder every time God wants to come to his people, he will tell his servant, prepare the people. Tell them to wash. <laughs> tell them to wash. So the principle, the, the, the concept, the directions and the directives, amen, of the preparation to house the things of God and to dispense the things of God are very critical and crucial, amen, to, amen, divine representation. Look at how long it took Noah to build that redemptive system. 120 years some will say 100 years but we know that this this is not a seven day prayer prayer you know you know prayer and fasting this is not something that happened under three months this is not something that happened in three years a whole life was invested into amen this system this order that heaven is going to use amen to unlock the next season the prophetic season of his intention and as we understand this, you see, it puts us to the place where we begin to imbibe and embrace what I call, amen, a lifestyle, you know, a, a representation. The things of God must become a lifestyle, all right? When, when we talk about ministry and we talk about what God wants to do, amen, we have to see it, amen, not a long run walk. It's not a marathon, amen. It's not some distant, you know, race thing. No, this is a lifetime journey. I used to have a friend of mine. Who's, you know, gone to be with the Lord now. Robin. Robin used to say to me, Isaiah, you know, your ministry, you're preparing, you're, you know, you're preparing yourself. That your true ministry is in the millennial reign of Christ. <laughs> My friend used to tell me this. He said, all of the things that you're saying and you're proclaiming and declaring. He said, they are all prepar preparation. They are all preparative ground for the real ministry. Which, amen, will, will, will be revealed, amen, in the millennial reign when Christ finally come in his, in his flesh, in his human flesh back to earth. Alright? In that, you know, a, a thousand year reign of, of his glory in the earth. He said, he said there are people, the, the scripture says, amen, will reign with Christ. Cities and nations will be given to them. And that's true. So my friend used to say to me, he said, your ministry... People may not know it, may, may not accept it, may not even believe in it, may not even listen to you. He said, but what you're doing right now is you're preparing the ground. Because listen, what we're doing right now, amen, is, is, is a riaza, is a preparation for that which is coming. 
Now, you see, that understanding adjusts me a bit, adjusted me a bit the more. Alright, that I'm doing what I'm doing not because I want somebody to appraise me, not because I want somebody, amen, to you know to thank me and to you know if, if people do that, praise God. But listen to this: my eyes are, are you know are on something far bigger, far greater than all that we are seeing right now. You know, the ministry that is but for a moment, a glory that is for but a moment that is fading away. So the context that we are looking into. Is to first of all help us to understand from our own life how 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 informed I am about Amen the process the dealings the 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 the, 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 the workings of God in the life of a man. A man can build can can big you know big excuse me build big ministry whatever it is we can look at it and our jaw can drop. And in, on that day, the Lord will say to that person, depart from me. I know you not. What do you say about that? So judging the things of God from, you know, just what we see. It's a, it's, it's a big problem. And I'm saying that, all right, to come back to, you know, the, 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 the context that we're looking into. Joseph. Joseph, we're going to look at Joseph again today. We looked at Joseph yesterday. We're dealing with the economic system of heaven. Alright, and that economic system comes with something that is called, amen, the craftsmanship spirit. The scripture says that in the day of King Saul, that there were no craftsmen in the earth to fashion for the Lord, amen, weapons. To fashion for the Lord, tools to fashion, amen, the, the, the system of economic development and growth. In the day of King Saul, there were no craftsmen. The, the Philistine have, 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 have brain drained the entire Israel's you know, community. They have brain drained the entire Israel's community. Every, every person in Israel, all right, that has the ability, the skill, amen, to fashion, you know, weapons and to fashion mattocks, amen, for, for farming, amen, has been taken. That is an expression of weak leadership. That is an expression, amen, of, of you know, of a system in the earth that has been captured. And so, as we understand what God is, is demanding and dealing with, remember, if God gave Noah capacity, amen, for you know, a, a system that will, will redeem him and his family, don't you think that the Lord, amen, within that you know, grace and, and, and resource heaven has given to him, that you know, God also embed the ability to build that thing? Yes. So what we are looking into, amen, is a principle that allow us to begin to, you know, have insight into what God is demanding, what God is requiring, but also have the capacity, the insight and the capacity to build is required. And that building may not necessarily be something that you're building physically. It is, it is a dimension of life, it's a system of existence. Is a model of lifestyle, hallelujah. Is a value system that you are establishing, all right, that becomes a value, that becomes, excuse me, that becomes the philosophy that drives how men live their life. 
reflecting Christ in a way that people can look at you and they begin to draw, you know, you know, creativity. They begin to draw, you know, you know, wisdom, knowledge, understanding, counsel from your life because you have become a storehouse in the earth. And so as we look at this, we're seeing something that I believe, amen, will allow us to further, amen, uh, uh, press into what the Spirit of God, amen, is emphasizing. Let me go to Genesis again. Let's, let's, let's read Genesis because this, this, this is loaded. Uh, Genesis 39 verse 1. Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt. Potiphar, an Egyptian who was one of... Let me take that again. Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt. Potiphar, an, 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 an Egyptian who was one of Pharaoh's uh, uh, officials, the captain of his guard, bought him. I, I was explaining this yesterday. He bought him from the Ishmaelite who had taken him there. Joseph was a slave. He was bought by Potiphar from the hand of the Ishmaelite who brought him all right, to Egypt. So Joseph was sold twice. Joseph was sold, amen, you know, by, by, you know, by, you know, sold by his brother, of course, to the Ishmaelite. We understand that story. All right. But we understand that this is God taking, launching a man into his future. This is God, amen, leading a man, amen, into a dimension that will prepare the ground, that will clear the ground that will you know prepare a room for his people that in the day in the time in the season that famine will eat the earth that in the time and in a season where there will be corona and there will be all kinds of economic impacts all right that joseph has been sent ahead that a system has been pre-programmed that a, a, a one a being amen has been established waiting already in egypt because egypt will be having grain But the process and the journey of getting to that, you know, direction where you become the storehouse of God itself, I mean, is something that is contrary to our belief system. And that is what I'm trying to, you know, really bring across to us. The scripture says that Joseph was sold, you know, by, by, by you know, by the Ishmaelite, all right, to Pharaoh, who is the chief guard, excuse me, to, to Potiphar, who is, the, who is the chief guard, amen, of, 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 of Pharaoh. Thank you, Jesus. I still like to use my Bible, this Bible that I can touch, you know. As much as we've got all the translations in, in our device, I, I still love to read from. <laughs> Let's look at verse 2. The Bible says, the Lord was with Joseph. So we're tracking something here, all right? Verse 1 explains to us the instrument the vessel, the, the, the person, all right, that is going to be the storehouse of God, that is going to be the economic amen, uh, uh, bank, if you will, of, of, of God. It is, Joseph is a man, amen, that carries something that God is going to, that God is going to walk through. Remember, I've said this before, anytime God wants to move in the earth, anytime God wants to move in the earth, God always needs a man. 
When God wants to, you know, move amen, in a nation, sometimes God needs a company. He needs a, a, a corporate one. He needs amen, a people that must come into an understanding, that must come into the, 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 the philosophy of that which he wants to do. And I tell you, it's not every time we get it right in the church. In fact, in most cases, we don't get it right because we, 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 when, when God brings us into a particular point, remember the things of God is a journey. So when God brings us into a place, into a point in our journey with God, and the, that place tends to reflect a blessing, what we do is that we camp there. We forget that all right, we are supposed to be moving to a place, that there is a place that we are going. Hallelujah. So we camp there. But those who have, who have the ability to hear the sound of the morning, who are able to hear the, the shofar, who are able to hear amen, the sound amen, of the silver trumpet, all right, they quickly get up and they begin to move. All right? The Bible says when the trumpet makes an uncertain sound, who will be ready? Who will be prepared? All right? Now that's a problem because what we have in the church is what we call a discord. You know when, you, when, you, when you're into music and there is a discord, you don't hear clearly. You don't enjoy the music. In fact, what you'll be hearing will become a noise rather than a sound that will cause you to adjust. So what we see in the church is that there are all kinds of sound, but this sound are not bringing the divine symphony that will bring us to a place where we can begin to align to the divine synchronization of the spirit. So nobody, nobody is listening, all right? When, when God speaks, all right, we hear something else. When God speaks, we say, ah, somebody thunders. So, so God is speaking and God says, I want to bring you to a place. I want to use you to do something, to, to do something new in the earth. But you have to, amen, fine tune. You have to connect. You have to, you know, tune to the channel of the spirit to know what God wants to do. And like I said, most of what, what God wants to do Amen. Or what God is doing are contrary. They look contrary to what we have come to accept or believe because we base our our response to what God said. Amen. Maybe 20, 30 years ago. And we, we don't understand that the speakings of God, amen, are, are amplified in seasons. All right. And as the seasons of God dawns on us, that when we listen again, we get to hear something new, something fresh, even from that which, amen, we thought we heard yesterday. Because, because the, the voice of God comes to us in seasons. Every season demands a context, amen, of that which we need to hear and we need to know in order to be able to respond. So here is God, amen, coming and, 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 and using a man that will go ahead, that will prepare the path. Amen. Joseph was a type of a John the Baptist. All right, that will prepare the path, that will prepare the way, amen, that in the day where the, the earth begins to suffer, amen, from, from famine and lack and need, that there is an economic system that God had positioned for his people in the land of Egypt, in the land, amen, where people are afraid to go into, in the land people would define as a place of bondage, you know, sometimes we say, you know, Babylonians, of course, Babylonians have their own system, but guess what, God wants us to, to be in Babylon and to prosper in Babylon, it's all part of the programs of God, particularly when we refuse to listen and walk in accordance to God's divine program, amen, in our Israel, in our Jerusalem, we are plunged, amen, into a place called captivity, but even in captivity, God still wants to use us to show forth his praise and his glory. So when they say, sing us one of the songs of Zion, that will not be the time to hang your up, amen, and say, we're not going to sing. You have to sing because through your song, God will begin to minister to the Babylonians. Remember, God's plan, amen, is for the earth to be filled with the knowledge of his glory. 
Amen. Christ is the expressions of the glory of God. But for for the but for the people of the earth, Amen, to begin to have, Amen, sight and understanding, to, for for them to begin to see the manifestation of that glory, somebody will have to represent, Amen, God to the people. God, Amen, hides His glory in His people. So when His people begin to walk and and reflect, Amen, His desire and begin to show forth His praise, what God does is He reveals Himself through them. Amen. He said, I come low in the volume of the book to do thy will, O God. God never move without a vessel. And God will not pour himself to a vessel that is not ready, to, to a vessel that is not prepared, to a vessel, amen, that has not caught, amen, the desire and the intentions of God. Not just for the past, amen, but for the, for the present. And of course, understanding what he's doing as we move into the future. So Joseph... Is an instrument just like amen. The, the present day church is a type of a Joseph that God has raised. And some of us, amen, through certain you know uh, uh, divine orchestration, we have been sold. We find ourselves in a place where we it looks as if we are we are in a in a, we are under the slave master. All right, and what happens is when you find yourself under the slave master, you want an escape, <laughs> you want an escape. But there is something that God wants to reveal through your life in the land of bondage, in the land of Egypt. Why? Because God wants to show forth his glory. He wants to show, amen, that there is a better system, there's a better value, amen. He wants to, he wants to beat, amen, the Babylonians and the Egyptians to their own very game. Verse 2 of Genesis 39 says, The Lord was with Joseph. The Lord was with Joseph and he prospered. The Lord was with Joseph and he prospered. If you're coming from, you know, the former realities of and over bloated prosperity message when you look at this you'll be jumping up because all you're going to be seeing all that will be flashing to your to your you know to your eyes is that concept of prosperity but like we explained yesterday and i would like us to go back and listen to our broadcast yesterday because that thing is loaded in terms of bringing understanding precision clarity amen and 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 and, and depth to what the spirit of God is emphasizing, particularly regarding this new day. That you know, the definition of prosperity is I wish above all things that you prosper, all right, and be in good and be in good health. All right, that prosperity, amen, is the presence of God in the life of a person, and it's from that dimension of of, of the, the sitting, the well sitting of God, amen, in our life. That the presence of God finds residence in our life. That itself is translated into prosperity. And prosperity means to be, amen, to be in good, what's the word now? To, to be in good wealth. No, 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 that's not the word. A well-being. That's just the word. 
is a well-being. Prosperity means amen, a well-being, a well-being that your being, hallelujah, is, is, is aligned, is everything about your life, amen, is aligning to God's program, God's plan, God's desire, God's intention, is a well-being. Prosperity is a well-being. It's not just about having money, all right? Money is one aspect because money is as a servant. Money is a defense, all right? Money is just one aspect. Money is a legal tender that you use. All right? There are places that you don't need money. There are dimensions of, of life you enter into that you don't need money. You need influence. So if you have money, all right, but you don't have an influence, you're still not a, 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 a full wealthy person. All right? There are people who have money, but they don't have influence. And there are people who do not have money, but they have influence. I'm just using that as an example. There are dimensions to prosperity that we need to understand. There is a prosperity, amen, that allow us to become creative. There are people who are who are who are wealth who are wealthy, amen, in in, in the ability to you know to give answer and solution. Why? Because their life has become the expression of wisdom. There are people who, who come into certain wealth, money. Not because, amen, they, 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 they are actually sound. Not because they, you know, they, these people are, you know, have touched certain, you know, kingdom principles. No. Some of them inherit the money. Some of them had to do all kinds of, you know, tricky things, funny things. Some of them are into selling all kinds of things, lying and trying to cheat others to come into wealth because, amen, they are insecure. People who come into wealth, amen, without a sense of security are people who abuse others and misuse others, amen, and at the end of the day, manipulate themselves to maintain whatever they call wealth. You see, a prosperity or wealth that you have, all right, that puts you in a place where you're not secure in yourself, where you cannot be yourself again. Is it the point that I'm making? You can have so much of money that amen, your entire life changes. Why? Because now you are you're watching, you're looking around. Who is coming for me? You know, you and I, I need to add another security camera. I need to, you know, you have money, but you now you're living in fear. You you you're living in insecurity. All right, you you're paying all kinds of people just to because you know that how you got the money, amen, was not <laughs> the, the the right way. So you are forever looking at your back. You're paying people to, to, to watch your back, look at your side and all of that. Your children cannot walk on the street, amen, free. Because you know that where you got your wealth from, amen, is not in divine alignment. It's not the, 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 in the right protocol. So that's not prosperity. God can bless. God can bless us with money. And that thing doesn't move you. Why? Because you understand. You understand what God needs to do and you understand what God is doing. And you understand the reason why, amen, such wealth comes in, you know, came into your hand. But that's not what I'm talking about. But it's important that we bring that because I don't want us, when we talk about kingdom, kingdom economy, I don't want us to limit it to money because we can, we can have money and not have sense. We can have money and not have wisdom. We can have money, amen, and not have understanding. We can have money and not have influence. We can have money, amen, and lose our manhood. We can have money and still be abusive. We can have money, you understand, and still and still not be the right man, and still not be, I mean, a mother, and still on, and still miss, amen, what the Spirit of God will have us do, even with what He's given to us. So money, 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 money will answer, amen, to a purpose that is in alignment, amen, to our assignment. 
money will answer to a purpose that is in alignment to our assignment on earth if you if you if you want to have money all right you just need to discover amen the purpose of god for your life and you just continue to invest your time and invest yourself amen into that thing and continue to build yourself amen and continue to make yourself the best in that field guess what money will come because listen money is a reward money is money is a reward amen of a good service money is not just about you know paying for service money if you want to have good money is a reward amen of good service you see in what i'm doing now somebody may say oh so how do you how do you survive well i survive as the lord touches the heart of people all right but some people you know would try to take 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 this to another level all right how can i package this how can i there is nothing that we're producing here that we're selling we don't sell the things of god our messages are not sold our, our writings, our programs are not sold. No, we give it out for free. But is God sustaining me? Yes, God is sustaining me because God calls for it. We have to understand, amen, the divine program and the divine protocol of God for our life individually. To somebody, somebody may say, well, I need to sell what I'm preaching. I need to, and that's fine. I'm not going to condemn them for doing that. But in the level that I have walked, you know, I've, I've walked with God, in the realm that I believe God has positioned me, amen, as a voice, as a father in the land, amen, as 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 as, as, a, as a servant, amen, guess what? I don't sell. Not, not in 10 years' time would I sell. I mean, I've been on this thing, except the Lord tomorrow tells me. Because I don't want to be, you know, Peter, I say, uh, nothing unclean has ever touched my leaf. No, no. If God says tomorrow, okay, sell these things. and But I'm sure God is not going to tell me that. But if he asks me to do it, I, I, you better understand that it's because I'm asked to do it. It's not going to be because I'm in need. We don't respond to life because, oh, we have, we're in need. So we, 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 we break the code that defines our life. All right. Because we're in need, we break amen, the values and the standard and the culture of heaven amen, that drives our life. This is what we're talking, talking about because when we talk about the economies of God, the economy of God speaks into the values that, that drives our life, speaks into how we are able to manage amen, the things of the spirit, the, the economy of God amen, are spiritual things. They are based amen, in a spiritual realm and that spiritual reality amen, impacts how we move on earth, how we resource the things of the earth. So if we want to step into this dimension, we have to follow this program, this curriculum that Joseph, Joseph is a curriculum we have to study. If we must understand the economy of God, David is another one. Amen. We have to look at all of these people. Amen. We've talked about Noah. Noah is one that we have to look into. We have to look at Nehemiah. I mean, there are, I mean, in fact, the entire scripture are full of, amen, insight into what we can define as, amen, kingdom economy. Because the economy of God, listen to this, the economy of God is about the dispensing of the life of God. The economy of God is about the dispensing, the dispensation, amen, of the, 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 the light of God, the glory of God, the grace of God in our life, amen, to humanity. The economy of God is not about the amounts we have in an account. Jesus walked the earth with his, with, his, with his servants and he never lacked because every time there's a need, he, know, he, he knows what to do. He, all he needs to do is to listen to his father and you walk and obey that which the Lord is saying is supply. But let's go further. Let's go further. Let's go further. I don't want to overflog this because we need to look into some other things.
The Bible says the Lord was with Joseph. So the first key that we have picked here, or, or rather the second key, the first key is that when God wants to use us to be storehouse, we have to, we have to divorce ourselves, amen, from how we allow our environment, how we allow people around us to define us. In other words, identity becomes an important key. Alright? If if Joseph ever looked at where where he where he is, the things happening around him, his condition, amen, that will have amper and hinder and frustrate, amen, the God's program for his life because the economy of God is built. Wealth is built. And God is building this man, amen, by allowing his brother to sell him into you know you know into into slavery. Alright? But that condition of, of enslavement did not touch, amen, the investment of God. Did not touch, amen, the, 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 the thing that Joseph is carrying on the inside. Joseph understood, amen, that if for him to be able to, you know, carry out, fulfill God's divine program for his life, that he must not allow, amen, his external life, his external reality, amen, to impact his spiritual condition. Joseph understood that. Joseph understood that. Now that is something you and I too must understand. Because if you limit your life, if you limit yourself to your environment, to what is going on around you, to what amen, the media amen, are saying, to what people are you know, doing, all right, to the news you are hearing, all right, to what the government are doing. If you limit yourself to all that, you're captured amen, by what you see, what you hear. Then you will not amen, develop the right capacity and the right spiritual tenacity to press into that which, amen. listen, your life your life is an expression of a different order. Your life is an expression of a different system. Where Bible says we are in the world, but we are not of the world. What that means is that we do not operate our life, our economy, amen. Our source of income, provision, amen. Our source of well-being is not defined, amen, by, amen, the system that governs the earth. In other words, God, in fact, wants to use us, amen, to show the world that there is a better system. But how God does that, amen, in most cases, contradicts how we look at life, how we see life. How you look at yourself today, amen, can limit what God, amen, wants to do or God, what God is doing in your life. If you don't see yourself with the right prophetic view, if you don't see yourself from the right, amen, concept of how God sees you, amen, you, you will be the limitation to your own self. You will, in fact, you will be the very enemy to your own success, all right? Because God is using the things around you to shape you, to build you, to empower you, amen, to, to strengthen you, to energize you. Like I said earlier in the, in, the, in the teaching, it was God who called Lucifer and said, have you considered my servant Job? So if you don't have the right, correct perspective to the dealings of God, to the workings of God, to the programs of God, amen, for your life and for the earth, listen to this, you will come to the point and conclude that, well, nothing good can come out of Nazareth. They say nothing good can come out of this place. In other words, we can't, we, we, we can't be sustained. Have you noticed that the disciples of Jesus, when they're walking with him, they are ever thinking of what to eat. Where, where are we going to get food? And Jesus will call them and rebuke them. Oh, you have little faith. Foolish, foolish guys. How long will I be with you? <laughs> He's ever rebuking them because they are forever fixative on amen, their needs, their environment. He said, he said, what do you have there? 
They say, is this just, just this boy, you know, with two fish and three loaves of bread? He says, enough. <laughs> I'm talking about the economy of God. He said, it's enough. Make the people sit down, amen, in 50s. How, how do you do that? You've got to understand the ways of God. You've got to understand, amen, that your life must synchronize with divine obedience. Then God begins to flow. Because listen to this. When God uses you in a state of unbelief, who gets the glory? So verse 2 of Genesis uh, 39. The Bible says the Lord was with. That's what you want. You want the Lord to be with you. The Lord was with Joseph. It's a principle. When we talk about the economy amen, of God. And we talk about a man that, that heaven is fashioning. When we talk about a man amen, that has become an arrowhead. That has become an instrument in the hand of God. That man has allowed God amen, to dwell in him. To live in him. The Bible says the Lord was with Joseph. I hope you understand that the Bible did not say God was with Joseph. They said the Lord was with Joseph. In other words, amen, the Lordship of God has become amen, the sovereign, the sovereign rule. Has become the sovereign rule amen, of Joseph. That's why they use the word Lord. Lord means that, 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 that one that owns you. A Lord owns. A Lord rules in supreme. Many of us know him as God. And that's all we know. But we don't know him as Lord. The Lord of our life. The Lord was with Joseph. That's the word. The Lord. Every aspect of Joseph's life. Amen. Has been captured. Has become a smoke unto God. Has become an offering unto God. There is no one aspect of Joseph's life. That he owns. That he can boast of. That he can say, well, well, you see, uh, this one belongs to me. <laughs> Every aspect of the life of Joseph. I'm talking about the man that God wants to use. I'm talking about a church. I'm talking about a system that God is building in the earth. Hallelujah. That will dumbfound. Amen. That will, that will bring down the system of Babylon. This is what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a people that are not just, you know, you know, are satisfied with crumbs. Give us this day our daily bread. I'm talking about people that will become the storehouse of God. We become the very expression, hallelujah, of the economy of the economy of God in the earth. That's what I'm talking about. And, the, and, the, and we say the core, the foundation, the framework that defines this economy is the very presence of God is the very presence of God like I've said the presence of God amen, it's not how we feel it's not who something is moving it's not a good pimples no no it's not it's not the tempo of the music it's not how you respond to the temple of the music it's not the fact that you shed tears all right it's not the laughing in the spirit it's not jumping up it's not running around no 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 it's not the fact that you can read the scripture and, you know, and just exegest the word of God. All of those are good, but that's not what the presence of God is. The presence of God in one's life is that you have brought every area of your life under the divine rulership of the Lord. It is when your obedience comes to perfection. Yes. When they ask you to take your Isaac and go lame on the altar. 
and you don't feel anything. In fact, what you're feeling at that time is sorrow. You're feeling sorrowful. You're feeling painful. You're feeling, God, help me. How do I do this? You don't know how to express this to your wife. You don't know how to. And you say, yes, sir. That little boy understood the economy of God. They took his last meal. To give him a meal he will never hallelujah, need to ask for again. When that boy gave his two fish and three loaves of bread, that boy became amen, the biggest fisherman in town hallelujah, and owns the biggest bakery in town. Hando Robo Sheanda. God never takes something that will, he will not multiply back to us. Whenever God takes something from us, he's testing us. It's testing our obedience. It's testing our sense of trust. It's testing our commitment. It's testing our faithfulness, our loyalty. When they take it from you, don't ever think it's forever. They're testing you. When you give it with a will, a willful heart, a willing heart, then you're ready for something greater. Have you noticed? When they took Peter's boat, give me the boat. I need it. After they used it, they said to him, go back. In the same very spot, in the same place, he said, we've toiled all night, we've cut nothing. They said, cast your net to the other side. I've shared that several times. Peter began to cut so much of a fish. The Bible says his net began to break. <laughs> he called his friends, he called his, you know, colleagues, guys, come help me. As they were pulling the fish out, the Bible says their boat were sinking. Their boat were sinking. I'm talking about amen, an economic system that God is creating in this season that would dumbfound, listen to this, the men of the world, the kings of the earth. But that comes when you are able to house God. How bad, how much of God do you have, do you need in your life? The Lord was with Joseph. We cannot pretend and say, oh God, God is with me. We can pretend. But guess what? If he's not with you, he's not with you. Moses said, we are not going except your presence go with us. Have you noticed that we're going somewhere? And Moses understood this principle that I'm sharing. He said, we are not going to go except your presence. The presence of God, hallelujah, is the value of the economy of his kingdom. David understood it. He said, we would dare not build a city. We would dare not restore this nation except we first bring back the ark of God. He consulted, amen, with his men, with the leaders, and with the people. He said, guys, let us bring back the presence of God. <laughs> they said, for in the days of, of, of Saul, the presence of God was not, was, not, was not considered. We did not inquire of the Lord. Saul did not see the value, the importance of the presence of God in his life. He lived by his own wisdom. He allowed, amen, the counsel of his councilmen to guide him. In fact, he was the counsel and the counsel to himself. <laughs> so, David, no wonder David was able to do mighty things. The scripture said, the very first thing he did, he said, let us bring back the presence. Let's get back the ark of God. We're bringing that thing back. How much are you willing to invest 
in bringing back the presence of God into your life. Because you've got to understand, it is from there that you can begin to contextualize, hallelujah, other blessings, other things, health, wealth, healing, deliverance, amen, favor, mention it. All of that comes via the sitting of the presence of God in your life. The Lord was with Joseph. As a big thing. When God is with you. When God is with you. The Babylonian system cannot stand against you. The Lord was with Joseph. And he prospered. The presence of God in your life. Equals prosperity. Like I said. And he lived in the house. Of his Egyptian master. I told you that yesterday. We talked about that. The fact that the presence of God is with you does not mean that you should suddenly break away from Joseph, from you know, from you know, from Abraham, like Lot. All right, Lot thought the reason why he was prospering is because suddenly, all right, you know, he had come into some you know wave of insight and creativity. He thought he had he had entered into some dimension. So, what what he was gaining, not knowing that it was because, amen, of his proximity to his uncle Abraham. If he thought amen, his, his handsmen were clever people, they know where to, to, to you know to, 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 to grain, they know where to lead their, their cattle, they know you know what to do. So they began to develop amen, pride. They began to fight amen, the, the, the handsmen of, of, of Father Abraham. So Father Abraham says, I don't want any problem amen, to, 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 to occur between me and you. You've, you've been so blessed. The land cannot contain both of us again. Uh, the blessings of God. The kingdom, the kingdom, the principle of kingdom wealth, principle of kingdom economy. Foolish lot. <laughs> he decided to break away from his uncle. He thought the amount, the number of his cattle and his and his henchmen is what defines his wealth. He was foolish. So he broke away. Say, ah, after all, see what we have done. <laughs> he broke away from the presence of God. You don't want to break away from a man who carries the presence of God if you want to prosper. Because wherever you see, amen, the presence of God, look around, there's a prosperity somewhere. The presence of God, amen, is the key to prosperity. And I hope you understand that you cannot seek prosperity, amen, and say you want the presence of God. No, it doesn't work like that. You can't, your heart cannot be set on prosperity and you think you're going to get the presence of God. Sorry, it's not going to work. <laughs> uh -uh. If your heart, if your prayer, if your pursuance is God, prosper me. God, I want prosper. Hey, God, God, God. <laughs> Sorry, you prayed the wrong prayer. You're praying the wrong prayer because it's not going to happen. Where your heart, everything about your life is to please God. That's what brings the presence of God. Have you noticed that there are protocols to get in the presence of God? Have you noticed that it's not just your prayer? God, I want your presence in my life. It is what you do after the prayer. It is how you live your life. It is where you go. Amen. The presence of God comes into your life through the company you keep. Amen. Yes. All of the things that we do are the things that facilitate 
our entrance and the comings of God into our life. There is a dimension of a people today whose lifestyle is drawing the presence of God. Their lifestyle is bringing down. The nearness of the kingdom is coming earlier because of the life of these people. We are fast tracking the comings of the Lord via the power of lifestyle. The Bible says the Lord was with the house, excuse me, the Lord was with Joseph and he prospered and he lived in the house of his Egyptian master. And when, listen to this verse 3, and when his master saw, saw, when his master saw, this is a, this is a, this is an unbeliever. This is an unbeliever who is blind like a bat, but this man was able to track. What am I saying? I'm saying for those of us who don't want to engage Babylon, who don't want to, amen, step into a relationship in Egypt, who are afraid that the Egyptians will corrupt us. Hey, I don't want to, no, 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 I'm not going to go to Babylon. No, 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 no. They will corrupt me. It means you are already compromised. Because listen to this, there is nothing that can, that can corrupt the presence of God if you, if you daily passionately long for, you desire, hallelujah, the presence of God. When you walk into a place, like I said yesterday, when you walk into a place, your, your life becomes a smoke. It's like that woman with the alabaster box, <laughs> the perfume. When she broke that perfume, a life filled the entire atmosphere. Nobody could ignore her. Some say because she's a prostitute. Some call her all kinds of things. When she, when she acted the way she acted and broke the alabaster box and anointed the feet of Jesus, she filled the entire room. She took over. She expressed what is called the government of God and means the kings of the earth. Those religious people could not do nothing. She came from a dimension that they could not understand. It was an expensive perfume. <laughs> Crazy Judas, he said, this thing could have been sold for so much. We can feed so many people. You see, that's how he valued the things of God. That's, that's how he valued the presence of God. Like we've been tracking Mary and Martha. You see, when you are not one who, who plays premium value on the things of God, they will not give you kingdom wealth because you cannot touch, you can't carry the presence of God. Remember, it's the presence of God that produces the wealth of the kingdom. If we want to bless the people of the earth, if we want to minister to the people of the earth, then we must be people, hallelujah, who are carriers of the presence of God. Why you are praying, why you are seeking God, they'll be giving you idea. They'll be telling you what to do. Have you noticed that's how David won all his battle? That's what made David, amen, one of the greatest army on earth. One of the great, who built one of the greatest empire on earth. You know why? Because he was a man of God's presence. Whenever he prays, the Lord will give him a strategy. This is how to attack. <laughs> <laughs> this is how amen to you know to engage don't do it from the take this path because the presence of god will always bring divine direction potiphar saw that the lord was with joseph and that the Lord, amen, had given Joseph success. Just because of what Potiphar saw, he could observe it. And the scripture said, and Joseph found favor 
in the eyes of his master. I love that. Joseph did not outdo himself. Joseph, Joseph was not trying to do something to please, you know, his boss. It is not no. Joseph was just being himself, and God was speaking through the life of Joseph. Like I always say, if you're a person of of the presence of God, all right. If you're a prophetic person, because you cannot be prophetic and not be a person of the the presence of God. If you're if you're prophetic, you're a person of the presence of God. Guess what? You will be creating solution to the problem that they can that is taking their sleep. You will be, by, by the next day, they will find that the thing is resolved. They're wondering, who fixed this thing? They say, no, it's him. They say, you. Aren't you supposed to be a, a, a janitor here? Aren't you supposed to be a clerk here? You know, you, aren't you supposed to be, how did you do it? Well, <laughs> you introduce them. They will give you promotion. The same, the same office, the same system that Babylon is trying to create to rule the world. Alright? Listen to this. Heaven will create, heaven will create a scenario where they will, they will find themselves in a state where they cannot, where they can no longer move. And you will become, hallelujah, an instrument that heaven is going to use to resolve the problem. So we have to understand what the Spirit of God, amen, is doing. We have to understand what the Spirit of God, amen, is demanding and requiring of us in this brand new day. I just noticed that the Facebook has stopped. I don't know what stopped it, but let's continue. I'm going to almost finish now. I'm almost finishing. If you're listening. The Bible says, when his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord gave him success, in everything he did, Joseph found favor in his eyes and became his master's attendant. He became his master's attendant. He, he, I mean, what, what, what a promotion. That is promotion there. He became his master's attendant. And listen to this. The Bible says, and, and Potiphar entrusted to his care everything he owned. And, and, and Potiphar, amen, entrusted to the hand of this man who was a carrier who is a carrier of the presence of god potiphar amen entrusted you see one who carries the presence of god is one that you can trust i'm going to stop i'm going to round up here one who carries you see trust trust in, in babylon trust in babylon is, is a scarce commodity trust is a scarce commodity in babylon There are people who have who have all their life tried to build things, build mighty things on the foundation of trust. And one day, all right, they hope that okay, this person that they've been watching for a while, all right, they can trust him. Gave everything to that person. Gave you know secrets of the of the company to that person. Only for the person to sell them out. That's why in Babylon, they do everything. You can see that those who are into security, either cyber security or whatever, I mean, they are, they are the one minting money. Because the issue of trust is a difficult one. Corrupt nature, falling human nature, does not allow people all right, to live in trust and to be trusted. So it was a scarce commodity 
that Potiphar, all right, found in Joseph. He said, how can a slave, how can a slave carry such a grace, a gift? I'm sure Potiphar must have tried and tested Joseph several times, so many times. And to his amazement, Joseph passed the test. He came to a conclusion. The only thing that Joseph, all right, did not have authority over was the food that Potiphar eats and, of course, Mrs. Potiphar. And still with that, Mrs. Potiphar wanted Joseph. For you to understand what, what, what is required, the, the spirit of trust, the grace to live amen, in integrity, the ethics of integrity, it is something that will keep you, amen, ahead in Babylon or in Egypt. I know Egyptians and Babylonians, they don't like it. They thrive, amen, by, you know, by, by conniving and stealing and lying, amen, and, and, and corruption. That's how, they, that's, how, that's how they survive in Babylon. But when they find somebody that is different, of course they will try you, they will test you. They will do everything to bring you down to their level. But if you can pass that test, you will rule over them. If you can pass that test, I say you will rule over them. You might have to sometimes go to prison. Like, like you know, like, like, uh, like you know, jo Joseph went to prison. They might have to lock you in dungeon. They might have to lie on you, say all kinds of things against you, just to, just to belittle you, just to, you know, corrupt, you know, that value system. Remember, it was Daniel. They said when they, when they saw the quality, when they saw the kind of life, Amen. Daniel, you know, was expressing. They said, no, what we're gonna do? We're gonna, we're gonna go to the king and make him. Why the king didn't understand what they were trying to do? We're gonna make the king make a law. That cannot be revoked. That cannot be reversed. That for this number of days, nobody must pray to another God. Except to the king. Nobody must pray to another God except the king. Yes, Daniel, walking in the palace. Daniel close to the king. Daniel heard it. He knew what they were up to. And Daniel had a choice, amen, either to stick with his loyalty, amen, to the king or to stick with his loyalty to his God. Remember, in all of this, it is God playing a game with the people of, of this world system. And if we don't understand what God is doing, you see, you would think because of the position that you have, you would think because of the title that they've given to you, you would think because, listen, there is nothing that Babylonian gives to you that they cannot take from you. So if you, if you, if you will base your commitment, all right, on Babylon, based on their commitment to you, ah, you, you are going to fail because they will make you fail. The plan of Babylon is to bring you down. And they will use anything. Babylon will continue to give you, you know, money and resource. Egypt will continue to give you money and resource. Kokumba and lettuce as long as you're building pyramids. But the day they begin to ask you, amen, to stand against your God, amen, to drop the standard against your God, you will have a choice to make. And they said to Daniel, you're not allowed to pray to any other God. The Bible says, and Daniel went to his house. As, as his usual, you know, occurrence. He opened the windows of his house facing Jerusalem. And he prayed. And they saw him and they went to report. King, did you not give this decree? They said, yes. 
They said, one man in your kingdom has disobeyed you. They said, who is that man? Bring him. Let's judge him. Alas, it was Daniel. The king was, the king was sorrowful because the king did not know that they used him to plan. Now, the God of Daniel will have to reveal himself. God will bring you to a place where he will reveal his glory. Hallelujah. To the people. Listen, don't be afraid of the system. Don't be afraid of Babylon. Don't be afraid of Egyptian. You've got to understand that God who have sent you there will never leave you nor forsake you. He said, I'm not going to leave you. I'm there with you. And there and there, God showed himself. Daniel was thrown, amen, into the lion's den to be eaten up. You know the story. He came out unscaled. The people who planned it were thrown back in that lion's den. You know the story. The lion finished them. Daniel got promoted. Are you seeing, I'm, I'm, I'm bringing a scenario of what God is doing in this last day. The days of Daniel are upon us. The days of Joseph are upon us. The days of Esther are upon us. The days of Jesus Christ are upon us. When you get arrested by religious system and they bring you before Pilate, what are you going to say? What are you going to do? Are you going to compromise your stand, your state, your position? Because you're looking for freedom. Because you don't want to die. Or are you going to stand and watch God move on your behalf? It's our choice. It all depends on the quality and the capacity of spirit that we're built and we're building. So as I, as, I, as I round up this, you know, this afternoon, I want to encourage us, once again, to look into what the spirit of God is emphasizing in this brand new day. Let's keep our heart. Let's keep our mind. Let's keep, amen, our thoughts aligned to the voice of God, to the intentions of God, to the demand of God. Let's not be captured by a foreign wrong spirit. Let's not yield ourselves to the lies of the enemy. Let's continue to lift up the name of the Lord. This is the day where heaven is bringing to us, hallelujah, the resource, the capacity, once again, to build a storehouse called the economic system of heaven. This is the day where God is raising a new apostolic system, men and women, who will train, who will build, who will, hallelujah, engage the church, amen, with the right quality, with the right capacity to fashion, amen, spears and pruning hooks. We will war, but we will also prosper. We will build with one hand and we will fight with the other hand. Our battle is not flesh and blood. We're rising up, we're taking our place. The spirit of the Lord is upon us. We are not afraid. We are advancing. We're taking over in the name of God. The Lord God Almighty has gone ahead of us. We are taking possession in the name of Jesus. We release in the name of Jesus this day. Yes, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of knowledge and understanding. We release it into the spiritual atmosphere. We proclaim and we declare. Let the new day of the Lord emerge. Let the spirit of God, yes, arise this day. Let there be an impartation of that which the Lord, yes, has called for 
for in Jesus name we fast track the move of God yes among the people of God we declare they will turn their heart to the will of God they will turn their heart to the counsels of God father we thank you this day we bless your holy name for what your spirit is doing not by might not by power but by my spirit say the Lord we thank you we bless your holy name thank you father for wisdom that is bringing witty invention thank you for creativity thank you father for jobs thank you father for yes openings thank you for the entrepreneurial spirit we thank you for the ability yes to begin to go out there and begin to yes begin to harvest directions clarity in the name of Jesus father we thank you we bless your holy name it's not by might it's not by power we honor your holy name father we thank you for an awakening thank you father for the move of your spirit across the earth we thank you spirit of God right now for what you're doing let there be a wave of your glory let there be a move of your spirit across the land across the nation we bless you we glorify your name we pray may your kingdom come may your will be done as it is done in heaven let it be done on earth oh hallelujah thank you for the spirit of apostolic governmental craftsmen with precise prophetic engineering capacity to fashion oh god yes a new system in the earth thank you father for programs that we are building right now thank you for software thank you for plugins that we are building right now via the dispensing of your spirit oh god yes oh god to move in the earth oh god thank you father for new technology capacity ability to build yes mobility in the lives of people we raise people oh god from their from their crippled state we bring them, we raise them up, oh God. We lift them out of that state, oh God, of, of, of lameness and blindness. Oh yes, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Those who are sitting at the gate called beautiful, arise this day. Silver and gold we do not have, but such as we have. In the name of Jesus Christ. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. Yes, the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth is an economy in the kingdom. Oh, hallelujah. We bless your name. Thank you, Father, for healing and deliverance. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we've come to the end of this uh, teaching this uh, uh, this morning. Well, it's still morning. It's 1146 here in, in Western Cape, uh, Pranjouk. I want to thank God for what the Spirit of God, amen, has done again today. Sorry for uh, uh, those who are watching. Well, the, the, the broadcast just cut off. I, I don't know what happened. But it cut off. Well, yes, we want to give glory and praise and thanks to God. We believe in God for great things. We'll continue to track the heart and the mind of God. The Spirit of God will continue to lead us, amen, into the full fullness of what the Lord, amen, is demanding and requiring of us in this brand new day. We will not be limited. We will not be stopped. No power, no spirit, no entity, no system will be able to stop what God is doing. We are building an alternative system in the earth. Christ is revealing his glory and his power again. Thank you so much, everyone. God bless you until I come your way again. Continue to spoil Babylon. Continue to show forth the praise of God. Continue to reflect the system called Joseph is the storehouse of God. God bless you. Bye-bye.